Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. You better fight back. You better recognize it. You better resist it. You better use aggressive prayer. And guess what? Nobody else is going to be around typically. If you have somebody you can call or text and say, help, hey, pray for me. I do that to this day. When I feel like I'm under oppression, man, I, I, man, I text a friend. I'm like, hey, one of my friends... He's our COO, our chief operations officer in our ministry, and he retired from Delta. Have you ever heard from Delta? You ever heard of that organization, anybody? It's a special operations team. Okay. Oh, we got to educate y'all. Yeah. They're a wonderful group of people that kill really bad people all over the world. Some people need to be killed. I, I text him, I said, hey man, I ain't doing too good. I just got pulled over on the 101. I was doing 100 and I think 15 miles an hour. Don't judge me. I just got back from Iraq. My mind wasn't processing things. My wife's in the car and I'm flying. I got my dog with me and my wife's just, all she's doing is reaching over and just gently stroking my arm. She goes, honey, you're not there anymore. I'm like, I know that. But I can't get around another car because it could be a V-bed and there could be stuff on the side of the road. And I just, we, we got to move. We got to move and groove to get there. She's like, you ain't there, honey. And thank goodness a cop pulled me over. And when he pulled me over, I actually got out and said, hey, officer. And he's like, hey, stay in your car. Like, I know, I train you guys. Uh, I'm not doing well right now, just my mind. I know I'm heavy. He goes, where were you? I said, I was just in Mosul. And thank goodness he saw my dog. He sees Scout and he goes, nice dog. And he was a veteran. He goes, take the next exit and get your stuff together. I said, thank you. Took the exit, called my friend. I was telling you about Colonel Teagues. I said, hey, man, I am. I called him. I, said, I texted him and called him. I said, man, my mind, ooh, I, I feel I'm under. I can't explain what I'm, the pressure I'm under. He goes, do you feel like you're in a, tornado. I said, yeah, I'm kind of spinning. And he goes, do you feel like you're riding a bull in a tornado? <laughs> I said, yeah. He goes, do you feel like you're in a tornado riding a bull upside down? I said, yes. <laughs> Guess what he said to me? He goes, I miss those days. <laughs> I was like, you're crazier than me, man. Do you miss those days? Come and get some. And just when somebody will pray for you, it can break demonic oppression on your life. And look, you don't have to go to Iraq to feel this type of oppression. You don't, I mean, you can come from a great home and struggle. Some of you know injustices as a person. And gals, let me say this before I, I kind of wind down and tell you a, a, a quick testimony of my life of where I came from. Ladies, 
I have three daughters. That's why I love girls. Way more than guys. Guys, all I call you to is manhood. I don't deal with boys. I call young men to be men. And what you, sh- I'll tell you what you need to be. But ladies, here's, here's a little secret. How, how to be, find the right friends, guy friends. Look at me. Be very careful for the nice ones. Nice guys want something. They're nice for a reason. And when things don't turn out the way they want, they're not nice anymore. Hey, that's gold right there. Believe me. Gals, what you look for? Hey, look at me. Are you? Breathe. Just breathe. (laughs) This is, she's getting set free right now. Hey, gals, what you want is a kind guy. You want a kind young man who will be kind to you because it is about you, not him. Say amen. Amen. And you demand it, ladies, because you're valuable enough because you are. Hey, guys, this is to y'all. I got two sons. One of them's here with me today. Uh, One's in high school and one's done growed up and gave me grandbabies. Listen, Young men, you need to reject passivity. Stop being passive. Be a leader. Stop being sucked into weakness of mind. Become dangerous and become a gentleman. I think dangerous gentleman is one of the best things you could ever become. Smart in your mind, strong in spirit, and tough with grit. The Christian church has taught a lot about grace, but not much about grit. And in the day and age we live in, you don't think it changed like that in the U.S.? It could. If I took you on a plane ride, you see how most of the world lives. So don't become soft and weak with the nonsense on the internet. And girls, don't compare yourself. I just saw a video on Instagram, because I have an Instagram. Yeah, I do. And uh, yeah, I, I make reels. Sometimes in my stretchy pants. And I, I'll tell you something. <laughs> I'll tell you something right now. It's the Lord's chips. No, I'll tell you something right now. They have filters that if you don't even know what the girl or the guy looks like, it, and you saw them in real life, you, they could rob a bank with a filter, and you'd never catch them. I'm like, what, what in the world? How is this possible? So, girls, don't compare yourself to, it took me a long time. Any, I'd see guys who are all buff, and you know, I'm like, how does he stay in that shape? Man, I'm, I'm almost 57. And they got filters for your body. I said, I'm going to use them. Dang, I, I'm going to stop working out. <sighs> Last thing. And this is, this is based on my life story. And, um, and I have a book. I, I wrote a book. It's at an eighth grade level, but I wrote it. And there's lots of pictures. Uh, <laughs> uh, and actually, I have a, a table in the lobby with uh, my book on there. And today we're selling it for only $19.95. Or how about $29.95? What's the money? Uh, are your parents rich? Okay. You're a private school? Actually, you know what? We brought books as a gift. 
free for every one of you. All right? All right? You all see some good pictures in there. But this is what I'll leave you with. I hold the world record for the fastest gun disarm. Some of you have seen it on the internet, a single and then two guys with a gun, and I, I, I thank God for that. Uh, and, but the best way, and I love shooting. Mr. Kelly over here, former SEAL team member and a sniper, he can reach out and touch somebody. I just posted a video where I, I did a model shot, you know, with a 300 Win Mag. I love shooting. And then I love blade work. We have all those things in common, don't we? We're brothers from a different mother. Listen, the best weapon I've ever used is the weapon of forgiveness. Hey, please, I only have a couple of minutes left, a few more minutes. Forgiveness. People actually start to turn me off when I say forgiveness. First of all, forgiveness is not what you think. It's not an act of weakness to forgive somebody. Forgiveness doesn't mean you actually trust that person once you forgive them. But forgiveness is giving up your right to hurt someone back for hurting you. I speak from experience. As a kid, I was sexually abused, beaten, and tortured. Then I was left for dead in a commercial cooler. I know what it's like to be electrocuted, dunked in a tub underwater until I passed out, and to have my stepfather resuscitate me, and the first words I heard was, boy, don't you forget who gives you life. I was tied down as a kid, and water was poured in my chest because I have a concave chest. I was so super insecure as a kid. And he would take a, a taser, it was a cattle prod, but a taser, and he would shock me where he wouldn't touch the skin to burn me, but only in the water to give me the electrical shock. And when he released it, you actually don't take a breath in. Air comes out of your lungs because it was trapped because you see it coming. So when he released it, air comes out, and he said this. Boy, you know what that sound is? It's the sound of hope leaving your body. Don't ever tell anybody what I've done. A lot of bad things happened to me. My mother was married six times. I went to 14 schools by the time I graduated from high school, lived in 17 houses. So trust me, you're not sitting out there if you suffered any form of abuse or the pain of feeling rejected or divorced, parents or single moms or whatever. I get it. My only hope was Jesus. And I'd heard about him a lot. But it wasn't until I decided to really start following him. And sadly, it wasn't in high school. For me, it was when I joined the Marine Corps. When I was in the Marines, my biological dad sent me a letter. And he goes, son, I know I've never been there for you. I was actually mad that he called me son. The night my mom got pregnant, he straddled her and put a pistol to her head and rosary beads down her throat. That was the night of my conception. And now this man's going to call me son. He was a drug dealer and a pimp. 
And I, I, I hated him. But the guy I hated most was the stepfather who abused me. Hated him. Everybody sees my gun disarm, and people love it. And I developed skill sets because I was driven. But very few people say, why did you get that fast? How did you, what motivated you, what inspired you to get that fast? Because my fastest speed hit is I can hit a person eight times in just out a second. And I tell people who ask me, at seven years old, my stepfather put me in a chair and put a pistol to my head with the hammer back and his finger on the trigger. It was a revolver, and I could see the rounds. And he said he was going to kill me if I ever told anybody. And he would tap me to the side of my head with that gun. And as a kid, I swore one day I would grow up and become so fast and so good, no one would ever be able to put a pistol to my head again. No one. My dad, who wrote me that letter, said he, said, I know you think I'm crazy. I'm like, yeah, you crazy. You, you were in a mental hospital. The same mental hospital my grandfather died in. I just thought we had a timeshare deal. You know, I was like, when, when do I go? It, it's a family tradition. And I know about psychiatric care. The trauma that I experienced as a kid affected me as an adult and then my time in the Marines and this life. I had 123 visits to a trauma specialist in nine months. I've been on Depakote, Depakine, Prozac, Zoloft, Lithium. When they talk about being crazy, hey, I tell people I was crazy with a K. Mayor of Crazyville. There were times I never thought I'd come back. But God, God is able to do above and beyond what we ever thought. When I got saved in the Marine Corps and I surrendered my life to the Lord, he, I, was, I certainly wasn't perfect, but one of the scriptures that made a difference for me, and this is a scripture I give you all today, is Romans 12, 2. What does that scripture say? Do you all know that one? You can say it out loud if you know it. Anybody know it? Romans You got it. And I don't know how many, man. I don't know how many grades you failed being a senior with that beard, but I'm praying for you to graduate one day, man. And you're a spiritual giant, so it's worth failing however many times you've failed. I love it, Romans 12 too. God's not giving me a, oh, sorry, that's my other favorite one. Don't be conformed to this world any longer, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you, not your youth pastor, not you will be able to know what's the perfect, good, acceptable will of God, something like that. God's will for your life is the most important thing you should be seeking, period. So forgiveness, this is it. Later in life, when I'm all healed up and God's done some things, I'm I, I, I was working for a ministry called Focus on the Family with Dr. James Dobson. Uh, I was his assistant. That's how bad I was. God had to put me with that 
man, to raise a family. I mean, I was like, oh, okay, I'll just put your books by my kids' heads. And I was speaking down south, and I'm driving. Hey, look at me. I, this is exactly what I'd tell you if we were in your living room, eating popcorn, hanging out. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, go find that man. Find your stepfather. I was like, I rebuke that thought right now in the name of Jesus. I ain't find that man. Last I heard, he had gone to prison. And I hate pedophiles. That's why I still hunt them. All over the world and here in the U.S. My dog's got a patch that says, pedophile hunter. I think we should protect children, don't you? I had a moment where I had to decide, am I going to obey God or not? And I decided to obey him. So I found out where he was. He had been to prison, and he had got out. He was living in a little trailer down by the river. I remember knocking on his door. He was shocked. And uh, he's looking at me. He's looking up now. He ain't looking down. I'm full grown. A Marine, a black belt, actually a master of martial arts. And you know what he tries to do? He tries to intimidate me. I'm like, are you out of your ever living mind? And I could see he had a scar on his chest. He had just had open heart surgery. I'm like, oh man, I will unzip you. <laughs> Ain't nobody around. I'll make that thing look like an accident. 911? <laughs> yeah, my stepdad had a slip and die. I mean, slip and fall, and he died. I'm trying resuscitation. Mm. Mm. God gave me grace to forgive him, to give up my right to hurt him back for hurting me. And I was in his hospital room when he was dying, and I would share scripture with him every day. I'd go in there. Because I told him, I said, you're dying, and you're going to hell. Is that too direct? The man's dying. He is going to hell. He has rejected Jesus Christ and anything good and right. And he let me read Scripture to him. He goes, go ahead. And then one morning before I'd never see him again at 4 a.m., I wake up, get out of my bed. We were visiting where he was at, and I start praying, God, please just save him. I actually don't want him to go to hell. He deserves it, but then probably so do I. If it's not by your grace and what you did on the cross, who of us is worthy of heaven? My wife got out of bed. She was praying with me. We both wept. The next morning, I walked into the hospital room, and I said, hey, he goes. He had a new nurse. He goes, nurse, this is my son. I thought he was my real dad as a kid growing up. Nobody told me until later. Surprise. And he goes, nurse, this is my son. I'm proud of him. He kind of became like a preacher. <laughs> and I agreed. I was like, yeah, kind of. He goes, he's been worried about my eternity, but he doesn't have to worry anymore. I made it right with God last night. It was such a holy moment.
the nurse actually backed out of the room. And I was like, holy smokes. And I, I knew, I knew instantly why God brought me back into his life. I said, Lord, I'm done. You did what you wanted. I obeyed. I'm done. What, what do I say to him? What are my last words to him? Because I'm going to say it and I'm walking out. And I felt like the Lord said, tell him you love him. I said, Dad, I love you. And he turned and he looked at me and he said, boy, I love you too. And then I grabbed the pillow. And I, <laughs> I lifted his neck up. It was a Mike Lindell pillow. And I made him comfortable. Yeah, that's what I did. And he died comfortably. <laughs> that's wrong. Why are y'all laughing? Because it's funny. It's about freedom. Not only did he get free, but this man got free. Because part of my heart that was angry and bitter and hard toward him was keeping love for my children and my wife and receiving love. Stay free. Whether it's Lucy in Iraq who's free from ISIS, whether it's, you know, Christy with a K in the youth prison, whether it's my stepfather, God wants you free. And the way you do it is Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed to this world any longer, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This world is after your mind. Don't let the enemy or this world get it. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.